All right, back out of here on The Fan. It is overtime with Jonathan Peterman. As we always do at 9, let's get to The Fan Focus. Leading us off here, it's going to be Nick and Dustin on the latest with Deshaun Watson and the news we've been talking about for the first hour of the show. Now it becomes, okay, Deshaun's going to be out for a while. Even if he comes back next week, well, then it's a pleasant surprise instead of yes. you're just waiting around to, 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 to win, basically. Yeah, I think that's, that's fair. I mean, I would love to be surprised if Deshaun comes back and plays next week or within the next couple of weeks. But at this point, I have no expectations. I, I think the Browns are probably going to get beat on Sunday. I hope it's close. I hope they have a chance to win the game. I think they're, they're, they're too talented to not like just be in the game, especially at home. Uh, then next week you're playing a backup quarterback in Indy. I mean, that's a winnable game, too, even with, even with your backup. But I, I would say this, Nick, man. What are we doing in terms of like, why are we not making phone calls? Yeah. Why, why mean, are we not? Why are we not trying to bring Brissett back or bring just anybody in here who has experience? PJ Walker, fine. The guy's played in the league. I'm an advocate for him playing this week because I, I think DTR is just not ready. He's a rookie. He's an experienced, and it's he, he's 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 in over his head. Like he's just not ready to go. But like. I don't care if you bring in Joe Flacco or Carson Wentz or anybody, just somebody who's played in the league. I mean, we're down to Flacco and Carson Wentz level, but he's not wrong. Here's the thing. Oh, that's tough. I don't want Flacco back there. Flacco's a statue. I don't want P.J. Walker, Texas Ranger, and I also don't want Dorian Thompson-Robinson, but they have to have a plan. And if it's going to be multiple games, if it's going to be more than just this 49ers game now, if you believe the reporting and everything, and again, he's day. I mean... He's going to wait till he's 100%. So you take that for whatever you think that means. I, in my mind, think that means he misses more than the 49ers. If he's back for the Colts, then okay, fine. It was two games and it was what it was. We sweep it all under the rug. If he's gone for the Colts game, if he's gone for the Seahawks game, we're going to look back and we're going to really blame this front office and we're going to blame the Browns for not having a plan ready. E.J. Walker can't be your answer if this extends any further. I don't know if that means calling up Jacoby Brissett. That'd be my number one thing. Had a caller last hour suggest maybe Sam Darnold. Okay, Sam Darnold's not my first choice, but you know what? At least he's got a pulse. I'll give him a chance over P.J. Walker, but I I, I can't continue on. And And this is me saying all throughout the week that P.J. Walker did beat Tom Brady last year. He's got one game in him. Maybe this game will be against the 49ers, but he's got one game in him. I'm just not buying it, guys. I'm just, I'm just not buying. Kevin Lima discuss Lima watching his kid alone for the previous three days. I listened the entire show yesterday. You did. I could not bring baby Isabella in because we run a tight ship, according to my directions that I was given yesterday. What? The wife is gone. She's working. Okay. I have every. 15-minute increment that is accounted for. Oh, come on. Are there step-by-step instructions? Yeah. You're, too into, you're, you're trying yeah. too hard. You're yeah, well, it's not me. It's not, it has nothing to do with me. What do you mean? None of that has anything to do with me. I'm doing exactly what I'm told. No. And what is spelled out. No, you're going to be miserable. What is spelled out in, uh, it almost was like a homework assignment. That's what it was. It was homework. Why didn't you bring the it over? You should have brought days. it in. I, I should have taken a look at it. There was, You know what? I should have. There was no time to bring her in yesterday during the show because, of course, Kenny... Oh, you don't have to bring her in. I'm just saying well, the list. Bring, I wanted to bring her in. I almost wonder if 92.3 The Fan should set up like a daycare or something. 
I could bring my baby in. Lionel could bring his baby in. It could be all right. I, 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 it's going to get dangerous for me. I brought my, my daughter to my golf tech lesson a couple weeks ago because I had a weight. It was a weight situation. I, I had to be responsible for when going to the golf lesson and there really wasn't much of another option. And so I was like, I just got to bring her. There's no, nothing else I can do. And Golf Tech was amazing about it. My guy Jeff is always amazing about everything, but they were amazing about it. Like they just, the baby just sat in the corner. She just, Charlotte just sat there and watched me hit golf balls and got my lesson and smiled the way that she smiles. And it was awesome. It was great. And I just kept thinking to myself, I can take her anywhere. We can do anything. And that's a dangerous thought. Because I don't know that we can actually go anywhere and do anything. She's a very good was I know people talk up their own kids. Very good in public, my baby. I don't know why. She's very good in public, though. If I did a radio show and I brought her in the corner, I don't think it would work because I'm a little too loud. But it, it's got a chance. It's yeah, no, it's got it's got a chance. Uh, but obviously you can't do that. This is a place of employment. I would never do it. Uh, I just, uh, I think, I think Lima could have gotten away with it. I just, just put, put baby Isabella with, uh, double A. Tell me double A's not having a good time. Double A could do that. Multiple jobs. Where's a lot of hats? That double A. Could do it. I would trust double A with my kid. Provided I'm in the other room to make sure that, you know, everything gets taken care of. Like the child gets fed and such. But I, yeah, I would trust it with my kid. All right, next up. Nick and Dustin, take on a caller. Isaac, welcome to the show. What you got for us? Hey, I'm just sitting here listening to you guys. I'm totally disagreeing with you. I don't think they have you. They already already told you what's going on with him. 17 times. Yeah, 17 different times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you want him to say it the way you want to hear it. You don't have to do that. Why should he do that? That's not his job to do that. That's the no. It, it, no, it actually, it, it actually, it actually kind of is his job. No, it actually kind of is his job. No, no, it actually kind of is his job. Frankly, he's the he's the quarterback. Okay, he's the leader of the team, Isaac. That one hundred percent is his job. He's the highest paid person in the building. Hear me out. Hear me out. It's not his job. He already told you he can't. Okay, go. fine. What, he already what, told okay. you he can't. Play. So, so what? So, what's his job then? What's his job? What's his job? Are you gonna listen? Are you gonna listen? Well, it's not your show. It's our show. It's not your show. It's our show. What's his job? You mad because he don't have to tell you what he? He don't have to tell you anything. You just want to as a media person to hear him. That's what you want to hear. And he don't have to tell you. I don't care that much, bro. I don't care that much, bro. He don't have to tell you anything, Dustin. I don't care that much, bro. Honestly, I don't care that much, bro. That's why Cleveland can't win. Because of guys like you. He don't have to tell you anything. You know what? Hang hang up on this guy, Nick. This guy's an (laughs) a-hole. Sorry. There's there's a lot. A couple things. Nick's laugh at the end got me because that was almost Ken. That was almost a big Ken laugh. God bless you over there, James. That was almost a big Ken laugh. You know the big Ken laugh? That was almost it by Nick. I don't think I've ever heard Nick on air get that close to a big Ken laugh. That was great. Uh, other thing, I think, I think Dustin said bro 12 times. And that's how you know he's mad. When he starts saying bro like that, that's, that's how you know he is, he's not, he's not happy. Also might be the fact that he's into Cal Illinois right now, and, and that's got to bother a lot of people, too. I'd be mad if I was into Cal. Although he did get Portillo's today, which if you don't know Portillo's at all, it's mwah, chef's kiss. It's amazing. Uh, I When I go to Chicago next week, 
I'm getting pizza for sure. Portillo's might be on the list. Yeah, I got to get myself some Italian beef at some point. I, I got to go. I got to go. All right, next up, Baskin and Phelps run a social experiment. Really quick social experiment. 30 seconds. I just need 30 seconds of your time. There's a package of Necco wafers sitting in the lobby. Okay? It says, take me for free. Will that be there on Monday? Yes or no? Probably, Perhaps one of the worst candies of all time. Yes or no? You ever had a Necco wafer? Will it be there on Monday? Yes or no? You bet it will. Then again? No, you know what? It won't. You know why? Brown Sunday. This place will be packed. Somebody's going to eat them. Somebody will eat them? What do you think? No, they'll be gone. Yeah, gone. gone. Jake, in or out? Are they gone or not? Yeah, they're gone. They're gone. Tomorrow. Are they still sitting here tomorrow? Yes or no? Yes, they'll be here tomorrow. Yeah, they'll be here here tomorrow. tomorrow. They'll be here tomorrow? Not out of joy, but out of desperation. Okay, just making sure. I just sit here. I've never... That is like an ultimate dilemma. Free candy, but it's Necco wafers. Are they going to be gone? What's the problem with Necco wafers? That was my dad. My dad's favorite candy was Necco wafers, and so I liked Necco wafers a lot, too, because they were always around. But I genuinely like Necco wafers. I'll buy them every now and then. Am I... Am I the sole reason why Necco wafers still exist? Am I the only person buying this candy? I had no idea. You know what also I like that people don't like, though? I like the, and this is like right up the Necco wafers alley. I really love the little, you know, the little candied hearts near Valentine's Day? I love those. Love them. I'll eat those all, I mean, I'll go all day eating those around Valentine's Day. Now, the problem with those is that I only get them during Valentine's. And around Valentine's, so I get like from January to maybe March, where I can have what is legitimately one of my favorite candies. Like if you were to give me Valentine's Day, the little hearts that are kind of like the Necco wafers as a gift, I might like that more than 95% of other gifts somebody could give me. Love those things. Necco wafers are great. I don't know. I don't know where the hate for Necco wafers come in. Right, next up, Ken Lima. Discuss if Deshaun needs to speak to you guys. He doesn't have to stand there and have a great big press conference around everything and talk about his shoulder, but I think something needs he to does, be said to calm down his family. I don't even know if he needs to tell the truth. Uh, guys lie all the time about injuries. They try to use it as a as a competitive advantage, although in this case I don't I don't see what the advantage would be at all. I know people were saying gamesmanship last week. Well, I mean, the, the Ravens didn't care who you were going if up you're against. In a, if you're in a press conference setting, are you going to start on Sunday? Doing everything I can to make sure I can. I think are, just, are you are you getting better? I believe I am. We're doing everything we can to make sure I'm getting better as soon as possible. Have you been frustrated by this process? More than you could ever believe. I want to be out there for my teammates. Yeah, at least then there's a connection. Yeah. At least at least fans can feel like they have some connection with the guy that they're trying to buy the jerseys I, of. I, I look at in the Internet's one thing. But, guys, we have people calling in. we got people talking to us on the street. Is it because he's? Is it because he doesn't like Stefanski? Is this a silent protest against Stefanski? I've seen those opinions we, out there. We had a guy calling in yesterday. Yeah, guys, he already did this in Houston. I'm going, well, he had teammates who agreed with him in Houston, so let's not go crazy about that just yet. I disagree. I don't think there's anything Deshaun could say that would make the the fan happy. That would make us happy. I don't think there's anything he could say. I think what no matter what he said, he goes out to that podium or what the press conference or whatever he does. Let's say, let's just let's make it his YouTube channel. His YouTube channel comes out. He's got the car in the background. It's Quincy Avery, and Quincy goes, "How you feeling today?" And he's like, "This well, the sky is blue, so I feel awesome." You guys would be like, "No, sky's not blue. What are you talking about?" Like, I don't think the guy can win. I don't think there's anything he can say that would give you guys a win. 
I think he could tell you he feels awesome, and you'd be like, well, why aren't you playing? And I think if he said, I feel miserable, unless he showed up in one of those like Bobby Petrino casts, like he did after the motorcycle, I don't think I, I don't think you guys would buy it. I think you guys would be like, all right, fine. So he's not great, but he needs to get better soon. I, I think he's in an unwinnable situation. I think Deshaun's got it right. I think the media is thirsty to hear him speak. I don't care any. I, I honestly don't care. There's nothing you can tell me that would make a difference to me. But but I know I disagree. I I think I think that you guys are legitimately right now so peeved at how this has all gone down. He's in an unwinnable situation. Stay away from the microphone. No need to feed the beast. And that is the fan focus. Hey guys, it's always game day in Cleveland. The crew of Daryl Ryder and Andy Baskin are ready and rested after the early bye to get you ready for one of the toughest matchups of the year. Subscribe now, 923thefan.com or the Odyssey app to get two episodes each week, plus the special post-game edition sponsored locally by Smiley One and Bryant, Northeast Ohio's premier heating and cooling solution. We come on back. A lot of you guys have been hanging. Hang tight. I'll get to your phone calls on the other side. 216-474-0092. Big news of the day. Mary Kay Cabot reporting. Cleveland.com. Deshaun could miss multiple more games with a strain-like deep contusion in his rotator cuff. They won't play him until he can throw normally and be pain-free. Are you upset that he's going to wait this out? Or was it the right call to go until 100%? It's overtime with Jonathan Pitton here with you on the fat. Alrighty, back out of here on the fan. It is overtime with Jonathan Peter. I'm glad you guys could all be with me here. You know, what's funny is that in the first hour, and we've been talking a lot about Deshaun Watson, and rightfully so. Latest news out of the day, in case you're just joining us. Not going to play until he's 100%. And I had mentioned how he's not the first athlete to do this. Two that popped up in my brain. Zion last year doing 360 dunks before the playoff game and then not playing in that playoff game. Said he was fine, but wouldn't play until he felt like he was himself again. And then our old friend David Griffin came out, claims he was cleared to play. It was like a whole big back and forth. And then I thought of Derrick Rose. The Rose that grew from the concrete. Derrick Rose. And he just, same type of situation. And I, like we see this. And I had a caller last hour as well, and he called up, and he tried to make the case about Kawhi. What's fascinating to me about this, though, is that we keep bringing up basketball players that we've seen this before. We haven't really – you don't see this in the NFL often. You just don't because being a pro athlete, one disadvantage – they have a lot of advantages, but one disadvantage they have is that their gig has it that if they don't play for whatever reason, it directly affects their paychecks. You are constantly having your paycheck affected. And I've not been one to to dive into how this affects Deshaun Watson or the, the Deshaun Watson contract situation because we all know it's fully guaranteed. It is what it is. It is a unique one-of-one unicorn-type contract situation. We don't have it anywhere else in the NFL. That's part of the wonder of the NFL is that everyone's constantly playing for their own dough. You're constantly playing for the to, to basically to maintain that you're in the league and get a big, fat paycheck. Deshaun doesn't have to worry about that. I don't think he's guided by that, though. I really truthfully don't. I don't think he's guided by the contract and by the money. I think he's more guided by the idea, will I look like a fool or not? And I don't think he caves into certain pressure of the public or anything. This is just for himself and for the people in his bubble, will I look like a fool? Am I set up to win here? Am I set up to be in a good position? And I think the idea of him going out there and being a gamer Being Joe Burrow playing at 60% or 80%, he doesn't have anything to to prove to anybody in that regard. 
What does being a gamer do if then everyone's going to throw his numbers back in his face? It accomplishes nothing for him. What what does he gain out of going up there against San Francisco or even the Colts next week if he doesn't fare well uh, because he's playing at 80% if that's the case? Especially the 49ers game. He gains nothing out of going out there and really trying to grind it out when at the end of the season he's going to look at his numbers, he'll look at his totals, and people will have forgotten that he played through the injury. Same thing we did with Baker. Everyone, until it got thrown in our face so many times we couldn't stop thinking about it, everyone had just been like, yeah, but we don't really. Like the Browns didn't give him credit for playing through a, a, an injury. Of course they didn't. Obviously, they're different type of injuries between the two of them. Baker's was a non-throwing shoulder. Uh, Deshaun's obviously his throwing shoulder. Like there's differences there. I understand it. But still, you get the point. It's fascinating. We got a lot of NBA guys that we're referencing here. Not so many with the NFL, but we got to treat Deshaun more like an NBA guy in regards to the idea of his contract because it's like an NBA contract, not like a typical NFL contract. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Why do you guys been waiting patiently? I appreciate you, Sean and Stowe up next. I, I was just in Stowe over the weekend, uh, Sean. By the way, I went and played. Uh, I played one of the golf courses out there. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, yeah I, I don't play any golf, but I was going to have a golf conversation with you, but that's all right. Go ahead, Sean. I wanted to I wanted to talk about the decision making tree all, from Haslam all the way down, but I'm just gonna go straight to to uh, Watson. Mm-hmm. I, I think we're starting to see a pattern, a profile of this guy. His, his decision making is suspect. Think about his decisions he's made in his personal life. We're starting to see his profile on the field, shoving the ref. Throwing the ball backwards, that's that's not rust. That's that's boneheaded decision making. I, I think I'm starting to see a guy that's a narcissist and a selfish player. And I think it's gonna get worse. What part of him was a narcissist? I'm curious. I, I agree with the decision making. I really do. It's a point I've made here as well, is that I think his decision making maybe isn't the greatest in life. What what part is the narcissist to you? Well, you mentioned uh, uh, you mentioned the um, oh, shit, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, it's okay. Uh, uh, let's skip that. Uh, I, I'm drawing a blank on you're that. You're okay. No, you're okay. Go ahead. You. Uh, what did you just mention about um, oh about him not playing because oh, oh you mentioned earlier about him being in a bubble, and I I do think he's in a bubble, and. A lot of a lot of uh, like celebrities are in their own little world, in their own little bubble. Yeah, and I and I believe he's in his bubble, and he believes that he's the only one in that bubble. And for example, making a decision not to uh, tell them that he can't play until Sunday morning that affects a whole bunch of people that's trying to get uh, make a living. And in football, you just don't do that in football. You that's you, fair. Uh, you, you know what I'm saying? So I do. No, I do. On I do. Sunday morning, you don't make that. You tell everybody that you can't play before Sunday morning. You got a lot of guys depending on you. I get that. Trying to make a living for their family. That's the part of the narcissism. Okay. I think that, very that fair. I'm to very, very, very fair. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, it's very fair. You know, we haven't really gone too deep into that side of things. The idea that that was a, a selfish move. I, I think Deshaun looked at it like I'm the quarterback. 
if I can play, it's in everyone's best interest that I can play. Let's not call this thing before we need to call it. But based off of the reports and everything that we've now since seen and how injured he actually was, probably should have had enough sense there to be like, yeah, I'm not going to be playing. And then poor Dorian Thompson-Robinson doesn't find out he's starting until 1030, and he never stood a chance. And the Browns, in turn, then, because of their own pure laziness, I call it laziness, nothing else to explain it, their own pure laziness didn't come up with multiple game plans because they didn't know better, and they just threw him out there with Deshaun Watson's script. I get so fired up and mad about that when I really do. There's no other way to describe that. I, I hate that that weekend. It felt like I put more prep into that game than they did, okay? Doing five hours of radio a night and doing a four-hour pregame, that should never be the case. That, and that usually, in a, in a non-Stefanski era, we might have had a better case with some of those coaches. You guys know who I'm talking about? <coughs> Freddie Kitchens. <coughs> but... That should never be the case. Especially has not been in the case in the Stavansky era. Bill and Euclid up next. Hello, Bill. Uh, evening. This is uh, Bill and Wickliffe, actually. Oh, I'm but, sorry. I uh, appreciate Bill. you taking my call. Yeah. Not a problem. Appreciate you taking my call. I appreciate you guys talking through these things and bringing it to people's attention. Um, I got two Browns observations, but first, a shout out to the Kirtland Hornets football team for another dominating performance tonight, up 49 nothing at halftime over Crestwood. Let's go. All right. Mm-hmm. Why not? I feel Absolutely. bad for Crestwood now. They're getting, I mean, <laughs> Curlin just running up the score on him. <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing. They actually scored a touchdown with 22 seconds left in the half, first half, and they didn't try. They meant, didn't mean to. That makes any sense. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, exactly. But great coach. They don't run it. They don't run up the score. And I, that's one thing I respect about Coach Laverde and his team is they don't do that. So right, they right. respect the other team. Awesome. But uh, so two observations. So P.J. Walker, we don't need him to be, um, you know, throwing the ball over the place like they did with DTR. Is having to be a game, game manager, set up a good plan. Don't turn the ball over. Don't throw, just throw the ball away when you need to. Don't take a sack when you don't have to. Um but we need a game plan that does short passes, passes and stuff like that. Something like uh, all of the West Coast offense, short, you know, stuff like that. Um, put them in a good position to win. And um, the other part, go ahead. No, you're good. Go ahead. Yeah, the other thing was uh, for DTR, um, I, as a coach, I, I played softball and other sports for many years. And I learned a long time ago, you do your best to put your players in a, their best position to be successful. Mm-hmm. I had a player years ago that got mad at me because he was quite heavy. Um, he could play first and catcher. He could not move. But you always put the fat well. guys at, at first and catcher. I know. I know that, yeah. Bill. I know yeah. that. He, wa- he wanted to play the outfield. But I had to take into account <laughs> the whole team, not just him. Did you tell right? him he couldn't play because he was a Husky boy? Not really. I just I, I, I do I do my best to tell him I I do my best to put you in position for you to be successful. Okay, good. I to, hope you didn't upset him. Okay. Yeah, no, I, but no. He actually complained to my pastor about it. it like, oh, really? Really? <laughs> yeah. But the detriment for the team, I I, I got to respect the players on the team, not just you. you, know, what you want. It's for the you're team, savage, Bill. Bill, you're savage. <laughs> yeah, I like right. that. <laughs> but I try to be respectful. We're, we're still good friends, etc. But okay. and the thing for for DTR is. Like you said, they had a plenty of time to, to design two, two game plans. Why do you stick rigidly, overly rigidly, to one game plan for Deshaun? Why? That makes zero sense. Zero you knew sense. he was hurt. You knew he was hurt. You prepare a game plan so that DTR has at least a reasonable chance of success. And throwing it all over the place made no sense. Got and um, I... I I feel bad for PJ coming up this week. Uh, fortunately, I mean, that's, that's a wise decision to have him start and have DG, uh, uh, DTR win. That's great. But um, what uh, uh, 
we were missing some people on the offensive line and yep. we had them scoped. Like, really? I, I just, Bill, I'll, res- I'll respond to it, man. I, and thank you for the call. I do appreciate you. Yeah, the offensive line is going to be an issue. Uh, there's like seven things I wanted to talk about there. The offensive line is going to be an issue. There's no doubt about it. I worry about, he said, like just doing a bunch of short passes. I worry about the fact that we're not going to have a run game to complement any sort of passing game this week. I'm worried about it. Uh, offensive line is injured up. I, I, I just, I know you guys like Jerome Ford. Jerome Ford had one big run in the Steelers game. Outside of that, I've not seen much from Jerome Ford. I'm not going to champion for Jerome Ford. He's going to have to have a hell of a week, and especially against his 49ers team. Man, life is going to be tough this weekend. There's no doubt about it. I think, by the way, I think I can say that the fat kids for first base and catcher based off of the fact that I need to lose a lot of weight right now. I think I can. I, I typically am not in the fat category, but I feel like since gaining weight, I'm losing it now. We're going back down. It's going to be dangerous. In about two months, I don't think I can qualify. I think right now I can qualify, though. When the guy at the supplement store laughs at the fact that uh, I'm buying protein and then says that I obviously hadn't been there in a while, I feel like I, I can qualify. Because he wouldn't have said that to somebody in shape. He could have just been shaming you just to make himself feel better. I think that's what it was. That's right. Big old meathead. I'm going to make I'm gonna make fun of everyone. I don't think you're afraid of him, man. You already got a dog. I don't think you're scared of him. I got a what? Dog, don't you? I don't have a dog. Oh, well, see, that's why you're not afraid of Where'd him. Where'd you get me having a dog from? What was my fictional dog's name? What, Spot? I what? like it. We're <laughs> I was going to say, did you have a did you have a fictional dog name for my I did not have a name for <laughs> dog. <laughs> you have a whole background? Yeah, you got the you got this uh, poodle, don't you? A poodle named Spot. No, no, I don't. No, I don't. And I chose Spot because it's the most common children's name for dogs in these books that we read. Every dog is named Spot. I don't know why we don't have anyone else. There's no other name but Spot. 216-474-092. Unless it's Clifford the Big Red Dog. That dog slaps. Uh, John in Cleveland up next. Hello, John. What's up, man? I'll get to it. I want to address a couple of things. Well, the previous callers mentioned that Deshaun, he's noticing signs of Deshaun being a selfish narcissist. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if he felt the same way about Baker when he came out and said, I decide when I play or not play, and then he quit on his team in the last game and then Wallace got the door. I wonder if he felt the same about Baker when he did that. But now, yeah. my biggest issue with this whole situation with Deshaun is he's in a no-win situation. He goes out there and tries, he hurts himself worse, and the fans call him selfish because he went out and ruined the season and potentially further seasons by hurting himself because we can't trade him, he's under contract, yada, yada, yada. And if he doesn't go out and play, well, he's a, he's a wimp, this, that, and everything else. It's like he can't win with this. But what I would like to hold the people I want to hold responsible are the front office for, for being so grossly unprepared. When they knew that Deshaun was a running quarterback and there was a chance he could get hurt to not have a quality starting back up in here. That's who I want to hold accountable. Sean, Deshaun's hurt. He's hurt. I can't do anything about it. Just move forward. But I think this is on the front office more than anybody. I agree. And thank you, John. I appreciate you as always. Thank you. I think he's right. Mary Kay Cabot confirmed it yesterday. She was on with Ken and Anthony. You can listen to it. She said one of their plans was if you have an injury for a game or two, you have Nick Chubb back there. I've been telling you guys that for a month. I've been telling you. Maybe not a month. For as long as we've been doing this to Sean Watson's song and dance, though, that part of their plan, like part of their idea, was that if you needed to have Nick Chubb run a ton for one game, that was going to be an all right plan. That was going to be good because Nick Chubb is an A-plus play, always. And Nick Chubb being injured threw a wrench in that plan. For sure it did. Yes. Yes, you're right. 
And then they have not addressed the backup running back situation the same way they didn't really address the backup quarterback situation. They've just sat there. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. I I want your calls on Watson. Is he in an unwinnable situation? Is he right? Is he in an unwinnable situation? That and more. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterson here with you on the fan. JB Smith, this is friends in low places. Come on, man. Give this it is to not JB Smooth. Yes, it is. Credited. Yes, it is. Who I, the hell is JB Smooth? That's me. And why baby. is he ripping off Garth Brooks? No, no. I put it in the system so that you know it's me. Because you put your own tagline in the system with each with rejoins. Some of, them. not all of them. So what happens is when I'm when I'm recording it to be able to make sure that it's good. Sometimes I was just feeling. I was like, oh, I just hit the button. Like, yeah, that kind of that kind of works. Because I play it for other stuff than just. Yeah, the caller last segment called Deshaun Watson a narcissist. Now I know who the narcissist in the room is. My goodness. You did your own initials, JP, James Bridges, your own tagline. I heard it. We all heard it. <laughs> I mean, that's wild. What you mean? That's a wild. Whoa, 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 whoa. So wait, do you feel like Just Blaze is a narcissist when he has Just Blaze? That's, you're not Just Blaze. This isn't this isn't uh this isn't DJ Khaled being like, you know, DJ Khaled another one. This is you're you're running the board. You're running the board for me on my show. Absolutely, man. And we and we have fun anytime we hear with the music never, to make sure we get you grooving. I, never I thought you that. was gonna like the country tune. I did like the country I tune. I can't tell. I don't think it's a good I got mad somebody was throwing their name in there and I didn't know and then I was like, It's your name, that's you. Yeah. I can't wait. I, I can't get an overtime with Jonathan Pito and rejoin. I got you. But then, uh, but I got a, I got a JB smooth every true. three seconds. That's not, that's not true. I've put together plenty of things and I'm working on a I couple want things you, for you now. I want you to know that when people hear that, they just think of JB smooth, the guy on Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's don't all they think. Don't be a hater. It's they don't right. think of you. They it's think okay. of the guy from there. Like, why is the guy from Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, mixing with Garth Brooks? What happened here? I won't take the slander. I'm going to step out for a moment. <laughs> Out of here. You do the next 15 minutes by yourself, Mr. Peterson. I can't go to break on my own. I don't have that ability. <laughs> I am dependent on you. You need me. I am dependent on you. All right. <laughs> 216-474-0092. We got uh, off the beaten path coming up in about 20 minutes. OFB. OFB, as uh, JB Smooth has dubbed it. So I did want to play a clip for you. We'll get back to your phone calls in a second if you're hanging, hang tight. I want to play a clip. This is Kevin Stefanski yesterday on the Kevin Stefanski Coaches Show. And I, by the way, I did get a couple of tweets yesterday. Uh, it was Thursday. I was at the the Best of Cleveland event, at, you know, at the Science Center, and so I was out there supporting that. And so I really, I just didn't get to the, the tweets. Is all it comes down to. But also, I didn't know the answer it was really the the whole genesis of that. I was getting some tweets being like, "Is this live? Is Stefanski is the, is the show live?" I I honestly I I don't think it is, but I don't know that answer. James is saying no. I, I I don't know about that, though. You would know. You you do more producing stuff it, than I do. It says here on the schedule that it was taped. Okay, good. All right, so whatever. So it was taped. All right. Um, I don't I, – I don't, any given week, I'm not privy to that. That's not my job. I don't know that stuff, right? But I understand why you guys were trying to figure that out if it was taped or live. Now with the news today, though, where Mary Kay Cabot is reporting that he could miss multiple more games, but listen to this. They said they won't play him until he can throw normally and pain-free. Now, listen to what we know now. What we know now, the info we know now, according to Mary Kay's reporting, and she's as good as it gets, so there's no reason 
to not believe this, right? She's fantastic. Listen to how Stefanski spoke about this yesterday right here on 92.3 The Fan. Here we go. With injuries, you have to treat the injury, and I think that's what we're doing. I think that's what Deshaun's doing. He is trying like crazy. He's doing everything in his power uh, with rehab, but we need to be smart about what when we put him out there. He's got to be 100% or at least close to 100% so you can go drive the football. Until that functionality comes back, we're going to continue to be smart. Now, I say that on Thursday cause saying he's going to continue to treat. We'll see where Friday comes. We'll see what type of functionality he has, what ability he has to, to drive it, and if that improves, then I think you're you're getting ready to play in a football game. Until it does, we're just going to continue to be smart. But I think the lesson, as always, is you treat the injury and you treat it day by day. You can't predict what it's going to be in, in a week. You can't predict sometimes what it's going to be in a day. you got to just treat the injury day to day. Clearly, he knew what the plan was. Clearly, he knew that they weren't going to play him until he could throw normally and pain-free. I just don't know why he tried to dangle the carrot. And the only thing I can think of, like dangling that little carrot of, well, maybe tomorrow, maybe if he can drive the football, especially, and this was, again, this was, uh, the, uh, James, you're all right that it was taped, obviously. It becomes pretty obvious that it was taped then because this aired at 7 o'clock. And at that time, we'd already seen the reports out there that Deshaun Watson was not going to play on Sunday. So it was, uh, but he was giving people hope for some reason. And I think part of the reasoning why, and the best I can come up with here, is that he was trying to publicly put out there, he doesn't want Deshaun to do what is being reported that Deshaun is going to do, which is wait until he's being 100%. Because he knows if he misses five games, there goes the season. You can't afford to not have him there for five games and expect to still end up in the postseason. It's not going to be able to work that way. Not not at the start that we had. If we started the season 5-0, and oh, then you got five bullets you can give up. Then you got five games that you can say, okay, fine. We, we didn't start 5-0. and oh. We don't have a bunch of games that you can go ahead and lose on this schedule, especially the upcoming stretch where, I'm sorry, you're supposed to beat the Colts. You're supposed to beat the Seahawks. You're supposed to beat the Cardinals. These are supposed to be teams you beat. Ah, that's tough. That's really tough. All right, I got another tweet in here. Twitter reactions brought to you by Shabin Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. That guy in Cleveland says he's got a good one. All right, that guy. What's up, man? Don't let people shame you for the food that you eat. That's true. I don't. Hey, listen. I like Necco wafers. I like the little Valentine candies. I don't ever yeah. let it bother me. I just didn't Not know. Not a crime to I, enjoy good tasting food. <laughs> I didn't realize people didn't like Necco wafers. I thought Necco wafers were just like a candy that maybe it was like like a butterscotch candy where it's not every it's not people's favorite, but uh, enjoyable still. But I guess not. I guess I'm in the minority there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I do have something good for you. I All mean, right, you I, I heard you. I heard you earlier saying like you you want you would like to hear a homer speak positively. Well, it, it was about, more. It was not necessarily a homer for the callers because I know you guys can ham it up and you can put lipstick on any pig. I wanted to hear a, a radio host homer mainly because uh, I don't know how well, you could put lipstick on this pig. I don't. I don't think it can be done. Well, you know what? I don't know if you'll hear it, but I'll give it to you anyway. All right, let's go. All right. All right. <laughs> All right so. I'm I'm gonna this is gonna sound so ludicrous and I'm probably gonna get stoned by everybody in Cleveland for saying this, but we're gonna win this game. <laughs> uh we're gonna win this game and you know if we might even be able to go to the Super Bowl without Watson. If if Watson sits out the rest of the season, we might without go Watson. to the Super Bowl also. Yeah. Yeah. See now you're just saying I'll go, things I'll go though. That, far. that, I'll that go guy, that you're, far. Just, you're just saying things though. I need you. To, I need you. <laughs> I need you to come up with takes that you actually believe in, and then tell me why you believe in them. That's what yeah. I want. Yes. So I'm I'm giving you I'm gonna give it to you. All right. All right. So first of all, 
Uh, our defense will do good, okay? I mean, I, I, I actually do believe it. Okay. We will do good. That's a good start. Yeah. You know, um, if, I think that if they focus more on the blitz and man coverage uh, combination or whatever, because I heard that, you know, uh, the 49ers O-line is not great against the blitz. So I think if they focus more on, you know, getting to the quarterback with the blitz, mm. I think they'll find a lot of success there. I right? mean, that's, gritty that's football. I like it. Thing. Yeah, that's one thing, all right? Grits. Yeah. Next thing is on P.J. Walker, all right? Now, <clears throat> this, is, this might be the smartest thing I've said, uh, but I think that if he is to find success with this team, this game, he is, I, mean, I, I think that Stefanski and him should both, like, look at, uh, you know, look at past plays, you know, look at clips and stuff like that and find out all the plays that Walker has been successful with and apply them to this game. You hear that's, what I'm yeah, saying? That's not, that's not crazy. That's, that's yeah. That is the way to go with, with, with Walker. All right. You know, you know Mike, Mike McDaniel just did something like that with it. And Beck, mm-hmm. I gotta let you go, man. I appreciate you though. As always yep. enjoy the game this weekend. All right. That's something that Mike McDaniel did with Tua. He thought Tua was down on himself. So he put together like 800 plays. Every, every good, it wasn't just 800 plays. It was every good play Tua had ever thrown in college and the NFL. Mike McDaniel went through and spliced them all up together and then made him, made him sit there and watch them all in order to instill confidence. And then obviously he took some things from that and, and then look, look at what the Dolphins are doing. Wouldn't have been a bad idea, honestly, for Stefanski. Now we don't have that much game tape and that much film with PJ Walker. Wouldn't have been a bad idea though. Like, look, you can make these throws. I've seen you make these throws. Here's a bunch of them that I loved. Johan and Akron up next. Hello. Oh, uh, yeah. So just kind of hit on the, the Deshaun Watson thing. I think a lot of the circumstances surrounding how we treat the situation is really based on the fact that um, politically he came in on a negative note. Um, we were worried about how much money he made, all that stuff. And then you look at the backups, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, to me, you know, you don't get rid of somebody like Jacoby Brissett who can get you close to the playoffs, that's somebody you keep on your team. And I just feel like our secondary and our, our, our backup guys are not equivalent to what we need in case someone like Deshaun goes down. And that's basically, and that's, that's been the problem. You're right. Yeah, and so when you look we're, at that. We're top-heavy. We're like a muffin, Johan. Absolutely, absolutely. And so then you look at the talent that we got on the team. Like I think like the last guy, you can have some ludicrous thoughts and you could say, yeah, we can make it here, we can beat this team, we could do that. But at the end of the day, like, when your coach doesn't come out and outright say, like, hey, the QB can't play, you know, imagine being at work for us and, and your boss not telling you, like, hey, you're the only one here today. Sorry, you got everything on you. Like, I don't know, it just doesn't translate for me. You know, I, I don't see, I, I'm calling it right now, maybe 9-8 and eight, if we're lucky, without Deshaun playing. And then on top of that, the political circus that comes with that is, like, the if he doesn't play, oh no! If he does play, it's got to be perfect, you know. And I just think it's unrealistic, especially for someone with you know a rotator cuff problem or that type of injury in general. You just don't really recover from that quickly. All right, yeah, and that's why. And thank you, Johan. I appreciate you. That that's why they're saying they want to make sure that he's a hundred percent because they don't want this thing where he's out for a couple games, then he's back for three games, and then he's out for three games, and they don't want that roller coaster. They, I, I, and that's why I, I've I have no idea how he plays in the Colts game. Nonetheless, we know he's out for this weekend. I, I, Colts games in question for sure. Seahawks game I would put in question as well right now. 
I'm just trying to be optimistic about it. I, I just, I, I don't know how he does this while being a hundred percent. It feels very tricky to me. It feels like, uh, like we're waiting for him just to magically wake up one day and say, I'm better. But the, the weird part is I, it's not like I've seen his shoulder. I don't know. I'm just going off reports right now. And Mary Kay Cabot today had a pretty damning one. I, for my, for my money and what it was worth. And she doesn't miss. All right. 1020, we got to get into Kevin Stefanski's role in this. I also got to tell you what happened with my betting situation for this weekend as well. A couple things we got to get to from that perspective as we continue to unravel and unwrap some of the latest around Deshaun Watson and the fact that he's not going to play until he's 100%. But we come on back, we're going to get to off the beaten path. Are the Broncos waving the white flag? Jake Murren joins the program next right here on The Fan.